Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and Abby, I are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out of the woman here at She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. You can, but you're gifted. I am gifted. But I will have you know, I took your line for them, and I, tr- I opened up with, I haven't seen this many gays in one place since Nick Jonas was at Splash. <laughs> and it got a <laughs> huge it? response. Do you remember when he did that, though? I don't remember that. Like I didn't even, when was Splash? I think, is it, isn't it closed? Yeah. But I was thinking, I'm like, was that Splash? Because he came out and he did, uh, it was when he was in How to Succeed in Business. And he oh had my like God. that. He had like that new album or single come out, and he was like going around. He had that new body, and it was like, oh. oh my God! So then he went to some gay club and took his shirt off or something. So he's just pandering. Oh yeah, which is my favorite animal, the pander. Right. <laughs> so everyone's like, Native yeah, to I these. like uh, you know the song was like good or whatever, but we're like, what are you doing here? You're just taking. Your... So we know no one has a chance here. Because Nick Jonas came in with no shirt on. Yeah. So, so like the 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 night is done. We're all just gonna stare at Nick Jonas's nips, right? And it's Nip like, Jonas. oh, that's great. Okay, wow. now were you there when this happened? No, I have no interest. In but the, the word story. got out in the community. Yeah, Nick Jonas is at Splash. Something like that. Yeah. Wow. Well, I learned something. You know, that's that's what this is. What happens? You know, to the gays, people you know, they get a great body. They come out. They're like, well, the best thing you can do is go to a gay bar and uh, stir up some controversy. Is he straight or no? Uh-huh. Okay, so he yeah, just he's married to. Uh, what's her name? Priyan- isn't it Priyanka? Oh, yeah, Chopra. Right. Yes, there we go. Speaking of Chopra, Chopra Winfrey is not endorsing Dr. Oz for his uh, campaign. Why is he running for office? It's close. And Chopra is not... She's she's like, not getting behind the Oz? Which is strange because she just shoved this man down her throats for years. And now... And now she's... she's whoop, whoop, right. whoop, but backing it's like, up. Yeah, Why? Three days before the election, it's like, Lady. Did somebody ask her? Does he need her blessing? Uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, I, the, the other guy needs every vote he can get. Really? Yeah, because Dr. Oz is like... Crushing him. I think so. Well, I mean, his name is Oz. And he's a doctor. And he was on Oprah. Yes. So. Wow. There's that. I don't know much about politics. I just know that I'm going to vote on Tuesday. And I'm going to go... Everybody else did. Everybody got it out of the way. I don't know. I'm a purist. I like to go to the spot and see if anybody's carrying any guns. And then, you know... I like to go when there's no line and then get in and get out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I, I... I like to go to the actual polling location. Maybe it's because it's in an elementary school and it smells like this specific elementary school smells like my elementary school. The last place I want to go these days is an elementary school. I know. Talk period. about danger. Jesus. I mean, more power to these kids. But the la- the only thing I remember preparing for in grade school was uh, a tornado drill, which didn't mean any, didn't, didn't <laughs> make any sense what? because you're just in the open hallway Curled up like a ball. So you just, you're basically just preparing yourself to be a projectile. To be blown away. Right. Exactly. Right. To just spin through the air. <laughs> like a Chinese star. Just <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> really compact. That's, that's all we had to worry about. All you had to worry about was tornadoes. We only had fire drills. Oh, we had fire drills too. But we, we 
nary a fire nor or a tornado, tornado. ripped through Oak Park, Illinois. No. I mean, I remember when we got new fire doors because someone had tried to like someone came into our building once. And people <gasps> like, oh, this is crazy. Oh, like, and Mr. Well, Clark, don't play. They locked those things up. Well, there there were these huge. This is like an old elementary school, so our doors were like these steel like huge Lead. Like, almost like church doors yeah you know where it's like and you like dislocate your shoulder to open. get 20 kids to open the side door <laughs> right. everybody heave <laughs> push <laughs> and then they ripped them all out these gorgeous doors and they ripped them all out to put like these, these generic like home like, depot doors something yes. like that and I'm like, Something even, made even of MDF. As, a, as a young closeted homosexual, I'm like, this is so tacky. <laughs> and like my best Maggie Smith. I was like, this is so tacky. I can't believe they replaced those beautiful old doors. Like, Patrick, put the cigarette out. <sighs> Recess is over. <laughs> Where does he keep getting those? They're gum. It just got that powdered sugar around Mrs. it. Mrs. O'Brien, your son continuously is smoking outside. What? <laughs> He's in second grade. This is how bad, this is how I know we're old, old souls. When you had the candy cigarettes, were you like me? Were you disappointed? I had the candy cigarettes. There was the candy cigarettes and the gum cigarettes. And I remember when they came out with the gum cigarettes. I mean, like, literally, we are, it's like as if we made a candy that was heroin shaped today. When you think about it, we had candy cigarettes. And then you blew on it, and then the. And then the powder would go out. But I didn't like. (laughs) The non-reality of the blowing as opposed to the sucking that I was like, well, this is bullshit. I have to blow on this thing to make it look like I'm smoking? Well, and the other one was just chalk. I'm like, you don't even have, there's no like effect with this. This sucks. And it cracks as soon as you put it in your mouth. Right. It's basically like you just put chalk in your mouth. It's paste. Yeah. It turned to paste. And then the chocolate ones, it's like, oh, I'm French. (laughs) (laughs) Because it it was chocolate on the inside, but like the white wrapper. So you just felt like Michelle Pfeiffer and uh, uh uh, fabulous Baker boys. Yeah, you put it on the end of a stick. You hold it like that. <laughs> this is just this is just is crap. Ah, uh, yeah, but I was that very disappointed. Was just <laughs> garbage. <laughs> what kind of word is that? Did you see what she made in art class? I mean, <laughs> a turkey hand. <laughs> so stupid. Oh, so she traced her own fucking hand. Great. Do you have any more of these? I have blown mine out. <laughs> but I was disappointed as a kid. That I couldn't get more out of my my gum cigarette, and I was upset that in order to create smoke? it, you had to to blow it out rather than suck it in. I was just very disappointed in my candy cigarettes. Well, if you're anything like me, you were okay with the sucking, and now you. Just wanted to <laughs> and so. it set you up for a lifetime of success. Exactly, success. And look at me now. Speaking of success and lack of success, uh-huh. um. I tried, pro tip, don't buy something off Instagram. I just did. Oh, jeez. It's not a hair product, is it? No, it's a a faucet nozzle. Oh, say that five times fast. It's one of those things, if you have a short faucet, you can screw it on, and it's like this weird contraption where it's like, now it's higher. And then you can like- Fill a water bottle or something? You can do whatever you want with it. You can wash your face. It chews up in your face. I put (laughs) it in, in this this. The water went like literally like, uh, like the Bellagio. It was a water willy. Whatever. Windshield wipers. I'm like, this is <laughs> I should have known. I, I, that's what I'm saying. What is that be wary? So I saw this thing 
this product and I was like, oh, this looks fantastic. Soft pillow rollers. What? Soft pillow hair rollers. Oh. You 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 can roll your hair overnight. You can sleep on them. They're soft and the next day you'll have a lovely gentle finger wave. Okay. So the Lion King anniversary is coming up 25th. And Long time. uh yeah, so I wanted to do my hair like sort of a classic Mm, like ye old Hollywood look, you know? Mm-hmm. So I tried the soft pillow rollers. Here's the thing. There was only 12 of them. So I only did half my head, but I was like, well, whatever, it's just going to be a little wave. I uncoiled these things today. So now I'm about to have a reveal. Oh. So you, you oh, can yeah. describe to the people at home what it is you're seeing. Well, right now it's like a semi-updo. <laughs> There's a reason because I I only curl the top half and the bottom half is straight. So I look like Yahoo serious, but I was so shocked what I took. Now I've, I've, I've combed these out. I've done the best I can. Are you ready for a reveal? Yeah. Is this like a Danity Kane haircut? (laughs) Danity Kane. Okay. So. It's a tight curl. Oh. What do you see? It's like I've got two different wigs on. uh, It's like business in the back, party in the front. It kind of reminds me of Julia Roberts' wig in Dying Young, where like (laughs) she she was she definitely had short hair, and then they had like these long tendril extensions. But you kind of knew where her hair ended, and and the fake began. Right. Yeah. Unfortunately, this is all of your hair, (laughs) pretending that it's in Dying Young. Now, it's sort of a 1980s, and it's parted here, so it looks like Johnny Depp's wig from Alice in Wonderland. You know that Mad Hatter where it's like the hat's been on the center of his head, so it's like flat here. Right. It's huge out here, and it's straight back here just because I ran out of rollers. Oh, you okay. Well, you can't just give me half. Okay. Oh, well, all right. Get ready. Get excited. It... It looks like you slept outside, like in a tree, like next to like a squirrel's nest. I don't, it doesn't actually doesn't make it. Why? How come you only bought one set? Well, because I thought they'd go further. Twelve? <laughs> I was going to do my whole head and then I ran out. So I was like, Good So is this your test run? This is my test run. So maybe you need to be strategic. I think that maybe I should go like this to the uh, party. What do you think? Yeah, you could do. Th- well, no, not like that. I thought you were going to pull that up. No, I think. I mean, there's a way. to I don't know. I'm not a beautician, although I've wanted to be. I know. As so, this this is your moment. As somebody who has wanted to randomly be a hairdresser at various. See? I see, but this looks but great. But now I look like I'm doing a Jane Austen play. No, but you have that picture upstairs in Jim's office from that other, whatever, is that another anniversary party? Oh, yeah. That, the, and that's kind of what you look ago, like. Five years ago, the 20th. Yeah. Really? Oh. Yeah. You think I look like yeah, I'm five years Yeah, you do look like you're in a Jane Austen. <laughs> Mr. Darcy, <laughs> I'd like to play the piano forte. Yeah, but now you just need like a really high... Next call. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. We can do that. Oh, speaking of high collared neck, I went into a Starbucks yesterday, like you do. Mm. And there was this little Stepford child. She had to be 10 years old. She's with her mother, brunette gal, the, the little girl. And they're waiting for their drink and whatever. And she, she literally looks like a Stepford. Like her hair is brown and flipped. She has a very 
proper headband on. She has a high-necked, long-sleeved floral shirt and mom jeans, which is very upsetting to see a high-waisted jean on a 10-year-old girl. There's something that that really clanks in the reality. So I'm over there ordering, and she sort of like comes up and stands by me. Which already I'm like, oh God, there's a kid. There's a kid coming near me. Oh God. And and she's come over to talk to the guy that is taking my order, mid-order. And she's like, she's standing there and he goes, Aren't you cute? And she was like, We've been waiting. Uh. <laughs> and she goes back and stands with her mother. And now I'm waiting for my drink. And the little girl, 10 years old, like a baby Karen, says to the girls, uh, how how long does it take? We ordered so long ago. Where is my drink? And she is literally saying the mother is not stopping her, not correcting, none of that. But she is demanding her frappuccino, her chocolate peppermint frappuccino. Where do these kids learn these things? And it's the, it, it was so upsetting because she was dressed like she was 63. Maybe she was a little person. No, no, she couldn't have been. This is not a small, no, this was a child. And it was extra funny because the guy who was behind the the counter kept saying, oh my God, she's so cute. Like she's, I was like, don't encourage this. I couldn't tell. She's so cute. You look a little tiny, angry Karen. Oh, you're Uh, so angry, Karen. Look at you so angry. Aren't you the angriest Karen? Don't you watch your friend. damn it. And she starts throwing everything. (laughs) Then she smokes her candy cigarette. (laughs) I have been waiting here for 15 minutes. This is ridiculous. She literally said, this is ridiculous. I could, I could have watched this, this happen behavior. all day to the point where I was almost like, you know what? Keep dragging your feet back there. I want to see. I want to see how that's played Yeah, out. yeah, exactly. Just let, it, just let it go on for like another 10 minutes. She's like, I got a kid in the car. <laughs> My motor is running out there, okay? The meter is going. My husband left me. I need this goddamn frappuccino and drop the kids off. Jesus Christ, my vagina itches. Who do I have to fuck to get a good frappuccino around here? God damn it, my 401k is losing its juice. Gas is burning out there. My driver has been waiting. Then she blows the little powder smoke out of her candy cigarette. (laughs) Then she just turns around and chews it. (laughs) You know what? Keep it. I want a refund. It was the weirdest. And whenever something like that happens, you're the first person I think of. I'm always like, where is he right now? Well, I'm here. here you're I here. Am. You're here with me. How is your week being? I have had nightmares for 11 straight days. <gasps> it's about funny what? that you talk about curlers because I dreamt that we were in my nightmare. Marks and I were at my mom's house. And for some reason, instead of sleeping in her house, we were sleeping in her garage. Okay. There was an actual bed. And we're laying, we're laying down. I'm like, this is so bizarre. I don't know why we're out here. Like an actual garage with like a huge garage door. Like your garage, right? Yeah. Except for this is a detached garage. And I'm laying down. I'm like, oh, God. And I'm like, I don't even. And I am also have huge like Cindy Crawford rollers <laughs> in my in my hair. <laughs> Doesn't, there's no rhyme or reason to it. This is why I, just, I love dreams. I just know that that's what's happening. Okay. And then the garage door is open, the, the, the side door. And I'm like, I guess we have to close the door. <laughs> You're fussy. I get up and I'm like, ugh, I gotta close the door. And then, um, then all of a sudden I hear Marcus is now not in bed and he's outside and he's arguing with someone. I'm like, who are you fucking are you, are you arguing with? He says, this guy's messing with your mom. And it was, 
I, I like sprang out from wherever I was, and I was no curler longer. still in your hair. I can't remember if that was, but <gasps> I just remember I was barreling down my mom's front steps and like got in this guy's face, and he was like, he was like just like a like a a middle aged semi-normal man but he was like threatening my mom with like trying to like oh. steal money or something Uh-oh. like one of those like old lady schemes like uh you know uh, donate to uh, the fire department oh paging dr freud right. yeah so i'm like excuse me and i like get up into his face and he's like well, he's like whoa i'm like no wait a minute she's an old lady i went nuts <gasps> and then we had a fist fight and then in the middle of the fist fight i wake up and i am attacking marcus <gasps> it is played Did out you sleep for real yeah. You were going at him? Were you like hitting him? I was like up and I was like, and he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh my God, wait. Okay, wait, set the scene. Are you wearing curlers then? Mm, I can't really answer. <laughs> so you actually like got Wore curlers physical. in my bed, yeah. Oh, well, oh. yeah, naturally. Were they soft pillow rollers? <laughs> no, they were, they were, uh, I think they were like the like heavy duty. Oh, the vintage 1960s. Yeah. Some Velcro. So what did he do? How did he wake you up from this? Uh, I had like come to, and I couldn't even believe it. I was like, what am I? Oh, <gasps> that's nuts. Yeah. I've been having like violent dreams for 11 straight days. Well, to coincide that, with my diarrhea. I was just going to say, if you think these things are not connected, then you're wrong. Right. I mean, I. You're having angry diarrhea, whatever, angry dreams. Whatever I packed on at the tail end of summer and early fall. She gone. No longer. Oh my God. Why do you say that? Because then I'm jealous. Well, and then I told Marcus, he's like, I'm like, I just feel terrible. Like I can't. And I said, Jiver, you, you know when you you see those those like this old house and they're draining their old pipes and they're replacing <laughs> it and it's rusty and, yeah, they, yeah, and they pull yeah. the pipe out and all that shit falls out. I'm like, that's what's in my butt. That's what's coming out of me right now. He's like, oh. <laughs> Did you we have don't to, have to share everything. You know what? I think I'll finish my chocolate mousse outside. <laughs> We don't have to share everything. Why do you tell me this when we're drinking espresso martinis? <laughs> Welcome to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I'm your host, John Paul Gautier. And I'm Mary Magdalene. And we're coming to you from the Maha'a Bar, the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? How was your week? Oh, the Lord is with me. Mm-hmm. But the devil, he got his hands on my grandniece, mm-hmm. Grace. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. They're smoking the reefer and doing the hanky-panky with boys. No, Georgie. Oh, Esther, you know that I love all things that are good and holy. Mm -hmm. But if he doesn't let go of my grandniece, Grace, I'm going to cut the devil's dick off and shove it in his ass. (laughs) With my prayers. I know you will, Georgina. I know you will. What is that from? That is from Key and Peel, one of my favorite sketches they ever do. Two old ladies that talk about screwing the devil. And it is so funny. You know what else is funny? Us, damn it. This week and all weeks, we are bringing you the advice articles of Ann Landers and Dear Abby. We're bringing them to church and we're making them talk dirty about Satan. And then we're slapping them on the ass and sending them on their way. We're oh. reading their articles, damn it. That's what we do this week, all weeks, every week. So what are you waiting for? Follow us on your social medias at Dear Official on your Insta, your Twitter, your face. We have a website where you can binge every last episode, DearPodOfficial.com. But we'd prefer you do it on Apple Podcasts so that you have the chance to rate, review, and subscribe. Let your voice be heard. And by voice, I mean five stars. Five stars only. Anything less than five stars, I don't care about you none. 
So do it. Rate, review, subscribe. Email us, dearpodofficial at gmail.com or slide into our DMs at dearpodofficial and send us an advice question if you would like it answered by one of the two of us and two of the both of us on the air. And finally, and most importantly, our Patreon page, patreon.com slash dearpodofficial, where for a mere 3 or $5 a month, you can become a subscriber and get extra special tidbits in your inbox every week. I recommend joining the Vianetta level. That'd be great if we could actually send them a Vianetta. We can't, but we can give you lots of love. Nice. I know we would love to ship Vianettas, but, you know, it's very pricey. It's so expensive. It's a Jeez. very fancy dessert item. Although the new packaging is not. It, it leaves something to be desired. It's not It's not the Vianetta that I knew. No, she has changed. Not the Vianetta that I used to know. You're the Vianetta that I used to know. Vianetta was a very <laughs> fancy dessert item, and it had packaging that was appropriate to it. Another it fancy item was like the after dinner, after eight, after eight dinner mints. We've talked about this. And yes. all it is is a York peppermint patty, but it depends. It's not what you say. It's how you say it. Right. It's how you dress something up. It's the manicured hand that is in the end. It's the soft pillow roller of it all. Yeah. How do you make exa- a manicured hand, but also like a chocolatey looking wrapping? Because I remember when my parents would bring home after eight and I was like, oh, shit. They're Something ready to big's about to- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. I got to go to bed early. Is it Tuesday already? <laughs> They're going to chloroform me again. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't go now, they're going to put me in there. So. I'm going to be underneath the stairs. You know what? Time. I'm just going to go into the cage on my own this time. <laughs> Enjoy your after eight dinner mints. It was always a very special holiday experience when they came on. And you can't great. touch the after eights because it wasn't for you. It's oh. for company. And all it was was a York peppermint patty. I love peppermint patty. I always have them in the freezer. Do you know that? Do you have one now? I just got a family bag. It's great. I want you to think about tempting your lower intestine with a frozen peppermint patty, which is the only way to eat chocolate. Speaking of chocolate. The movie. Yes. And the chocolate we gave out on Halloween. Now, Patty came in and looking for, for our Halloween candy, and I have some news. All of it, gone. We got wiped out. I cannot believe it. And it is because young Jules gave out full-size candy bars. What kind of candy? Well, it all had to be in a chocolate realm because he was dressed up as the party pooper. Did you see the inflatable, an inflatable toilet with legs hanging over the side? And he had like a five act play. So when the kids would come up, he would put the large candy bars like Snickers. There were some M&Ms like Hershey's. There were some Nestle. I don't know. Like for every pack that you buy four of the things are good and one of the things is the kid the thing that's like oh fucking heath bars really i like heath that's because you're an old woman yes (laughs) in rollers i get it and so he would put the large candy bars behind him the kids would come up he was reading a magazine a sharper image magazine like he's on the can kids Mm -hmm. come up and he's like oh hey uh, uh you want candy you want the new candy or the old candy? And then, of course, all the kids are like, new candy! And he's like, all right, let me see what I can do. There you go. And he would take a Snickers out of his toilet 
and give it to the kids. That's disgusting. Now, I'm over there in my inflatable rubber chicken outfit laughing my ass off. Sure. None of these kids seem to appreciate the work that went into this this constant ever-running sketch that we had to do multiple times during the night. But you know what? Sometimes when you're when you're taking your act out of town, <laughs> not everybody is going to appreciate. Right. Also, because he really like put everything into it, like he was really feeling every moment, acting every moment, you know. And if I were directing it again, I'd be like, you know what? Act on the lines, not before or after them. Like right. you know, we have to speed this up for editing. Yeah, sure. It's a daytime TV drama. We can't have this much fat it's only in it. Thirty minutes. You only get yeah. twenty seconds to sell your product. Exactly, exactly. So, but he really felt it. Mm. Like he was feeling it to the point where I was like, he's actually going to shit himself in that thing if he's not careful. See, I'm. This is why I'm glad I didn't have or I don't have a house and I don't do trick or treating because had I even attempted to do a false shit. <laughs> Even your act outs, you're so method. Well, even now, I cannot trust a fart because it'll just... None of us should at this age. Well, that's sad because we're we're kind of young. But now it's just... I'm kind of young. You guys are old. Leaving a trail of tears. (laughs) Which I think was the actual original intention of that phrase. (laughs) I think so. I think so. Well, I am so sorry. And I'm sorry that we don't have... um, Snickers and baby Ruth and everything for you today, but that's okay. We'll get you a nice cork for your bum. Would you like that? Yes, as long as it's chocolate. Well, we have a very entertaining episode for you people today. Last week was crying, and uh, we cried with laughter as we talked to Moth about the fact that our company created FDS spray. Un. Believable. If you have not listened to last week's episode, I want you to pause this. We will be waiting for you. Go back and listen to last week's Moth Report because I think it's one of our shining moments on this podcast. She told us that she worked with a company that created FDS spray and they had to test underwear. And that's all I'm going to say. It... Now it's like you don't know what you're going to get when she when we call. None of us expected that. I did not know that that. It's going to be some like weird innuendo and it's going to be like, oh, yeah. yeah, By the way, my company created double-ended dildos. Test them out with your dad. Yeah. She's got a lifetime of experiences behind her and we're all slowly discovering them together on the air. Yeah. (laughs) This is like the, the, the C version of uh, Mad Men. Oh. Mad Men meets Roseanne. That's how I'm painting this picture. Okay. So oh. maybe we should create our own pilot based on Ooh. this type of... All right. Is it going to involve me having to quilt an Afghan or something? No, it's just like you're probably going to play your mom. And okay. you're going to, like, you know, one of us is going to have to try out the new, like, Suzanne Summers thigh master. Uh-huh. So hilarious. You know. Wacky antics, classic yeah. multi-camera, right? But 1980s. The FDS LDS spray is probably FDS LDS. I, I, even I, who was here for this experience, re-listened to that several times just to hear you go, Susan, your vagina doesn't smell like anything. <laughs> I almost drove off the road. So if you are not listening. Rating, reviewing, subscribing, joining Patreon, and throwing money in our faces. What are you waiting for? So that being said, last week we talked about crying, which means, of course, this week, the yin to the yang, we have to talk about. (laughs) Laughter! Yes. 
Something we know a lot about on this podcast. Well, I hope so, since it is a company. Do you like to laugh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, do you want to kick us off? We'll start, we'll start talking about laughter as we go along. This is from the Telegraph Forum. Cyrus, Ohio? Ooh, Cyrus. I I'm sure I butchered that. Mm. Can but I see it? I don't it? care. B-U-C-Y-R-U-S. Brookris? Oh, Boosie. Boosie. Oh, my Boosie. Gary Boosie? Oh, it's my Boosie. <laughs> Gary Boosaurus? I'm from Boosie, Ohio. Anyway, May 5th, 1993. Laughter embarrasses mother at funeral. Dear Abby, last week I attended the funeral of a cousin that I was especially close to. We were the same age, 56, and he was dearly loved by all who knew him. In the middle of the minister's eulogy, my son, who was seated in the row ahead of me, started to laugh. Seated next to him was his cousin, and for some reason, they both started to laugh. My son is 31, and his cousin is a year younger. Abby, here are two grown men attending a funeral, and they are laughing so hard, their shoulders were shaking. Tears were running down my son's cheeks, so I handed him a handkerchief. It was pale pink with butterflies embroidered on it. What? Really? And That's his, a detail you need to put in? when his cousin saw it, he got hysterical all over again. Mind you, this was during a funeral mass. Uh, I finally tapped my son on the shoulder and motioned for him to leave and take his cousin with him. Later, someone mentioned to me that my son took my cousin's death very hard. I didn't say anything. After the service, I apologized to the minister. He said, I've seen this happen before. Don't worry about it. Abby, is there some explanation for this? Getting the giggles at a funeral seems very odd to me. Signed, Embarrassed in Boston. Oh, this had to be my family. Dear Embarrassed, it's not unusual for the emotions to become confused when one is stressed out, grieving, or elated. Inappropriate laughter, I laughed so hard I cried, and tears of joy are natural reactions. So, as the minister said, don't worry about it. I... This happens to me all <laughs> the fucking I hate you so much. Time. I was literally about to say the same thing. There, of all the laughs that I have in my life, that has to be my favorite. The inappropriate laugh. It is. It comes on hard. Well, it comes on soft, and then all of a sudden, it's like, it's like the ocean. It's like it's a tidal wave, and then you kind of like you snicker, and then your shoulders go, and then you can't. You're about to. You have to like muffle. You have to your leave mouth. the room, right? Yes. You have to like bite on your fist. You're crying. You're now. You now. It looks like you're having a seizure. Yeah, yeah. And people think, oh, she's really upset. And then you then you have to think about like what's in the coffin, the whole thing, just to calm yourself down. And then, but it that goes makes away. it so much worse right. because then you picture the sandwich being put in the coffin. <laughs> Who put a pastrami sandwich in here? He doesn't need everything with him when he goes. And especially if the person next to you is laughing, because then it's like that now it you're starts both. right. It, but isn't it, it feels to me to be the best laughter, the kind that you can't have, right. the the inappropriate timed laughter. And to your me body knows this because now you, your temperature is like 300 degrees. Oh my God, yeah. And you're wafting yourself with the with the funeral right. program. Yeah. Right. And then you have to leave so that you can laugh out loud. Right. But then you have to like get up and pretend like, <sighs> you got to make the face like, yeah. I'm so distraught. And then you can leave and then get outside and... I live for this shit happening. I live it. for it. And uh, I hope that people do it at my funeral one day. Yeah, at the worst possible time. Yeah, yeah. I also think it's because the situation, any situation where your brain says you can't do something is when my brain wants to do it. Mm -hmm. It's like being around a kid and then being like, well, don't swear, don't say fuck, don't say fuck, don't say fuck, fuck, fuck. 
it's the kids in the hall episode where they have a sketch where this is just a like a a seminar and Kevin what's his name and his head is like what did Danny say about putting salt in your eyes don't put salt in your eyes don't put salt in your eyes don't put put salt in your eyes put salt and then he puts salt in his eyes and is like ah that's exactly how it feels and yep. I love it I love an inappropriate laugh yeah I don't know anything about church because all I know is that I laughed maybe through every service I went to yes Always, because it's like you have to be quiet in there. And if I'm not laughing, then I feel like I'm going to faint when I go into a church instantly. Well, I also, I'm like, this is preposterous. These stories are preposterous. God, who's he? And then he interprets what you just said. It's like, that's not what he said. No. This is absurd. I got to go. It's it's the telephone game. I mean, come on. This is the oldest telephone. Like, this is not what he said. But especially when somebody's like, died. I don't know. I want people to laugh at my funeral. They will. I like an appropriate. It'll be an open cast. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. And make sure that you roll my hair before you put me in. And like something will happen where your blouse will be open. So like one nipple's out. Oh, always. Right. Which will be strange. Which but. I know. And they were like, who buried this little boy? <laughs> Somebody get this boy a mocha frappuccino. He's been waiting for Stop. 50 days. <laughs> Bring the car around. <laughs> God damn it. Speaking of inappropriate laughter, I have a good article for you. This one comes from. The Times Tribune, somewhere in the world, but I can't tell anymore because they really screwed us with the formatting of things. Sure. So this comes from the Times Tribune, June 9th, 1968. It's no laughing matter. Dear Ann Landers, here's an unusual one for you. Uncle Ted has a new wife. This woman cannot say one complete sentence without laughing. For example, hello, Inez, how are you? Inez, hello, Giggle, giggle. I'm just fine. Giggle, giggle. Me. I'm sorry to hear that you lost your mother last week, Inez. Thank you for your sympathy. Giggle. Yes, mother had a great many wonderful friends. Giggle, giggle. And she suffered so much toward the end, it was a blessing when the Lord took her. Giggle, giggle. (laughs) This senseless laughter is enough to drive a person crazy. She gives me a headache. Uncle Ted is a peach, and we love to be around him, but his wife drives everyone up the wall because of her continuous laughing about nothing. Will you please tell us what can be done about it? Signed, Aching Ears. Dear Aching, Inez is one of those unfortunate people who laughs because she's self-conscious, not because she thinks something is funny. Nervous laughter is a long-time habit, one Inez will probably be saddled with for the rest of her life. Be compassionate. It's no laughing matter. This goes back to the truth or dare. (laughs) (laughs) I still haven't watched this as we talked about it. Uh, For those of you who don't know, Patty and I are obsessed with one scene in Madonna's Truth or Dare where one of her staff goes out for a night, gets roofied or something, and wakes up and her ass is bleeding. And when Madonna is told this fact... She has an instinct to laugh, and I have never connected giggles. that we've all been there. And we're because we're five year olds. So if you say something to me that has like ass in it, I'm gonna laugh. <laughs> like, I just, you just, it's a nervous laughter response. Uh, went to Westminster Abbey when I was in high school sure. with my parents. We did a group trip, family trip. Sure. Over. And don't bring me to a place when I'm 15, 16 years old where you're supposed to be quiet and reverent. No. Don't put me in there with my brother. We're going to fuck around. We're probably going to break something. 
in sure. Westminster. And I don't know what we said that made me and my brother start laughing, but Moth got angrier than I have ever seen her before and ever seen her since. The deep rage because we were laughing in Westminster Abbey. She goes, you two are heathens. And she's trying to do it in that like stage whisper where she's like so angry, but she can't talk that loud because she'll be just as guilty of making noise in Westminster as we were. But she just leads it. You two are heathens. She called us heathens like five times. Maybe she also has to do it because she has some of her work underwear on. And she's testing. Yeah, she was like, I'm just trying to get... Uh, there we go. That'll be great for Carl later this week. Heathens! I have never been so embarrassed. But she's still... I've never been so embarrassed in my life. Oh, I love that. That angry whisper. How dare you? How dare you? you son of a- Like, why don't you just say it in regular voice at that yeah, point? Because every you. You, you. You're spinning so much. Yeah, I mean, it's very but, forward. But can you imagine if, like, in real life... You are embarrassing! <laughs> Me, 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 me. Through all of the abbey. All the birds start flapping their wings, fall out, fly out of the bell tower. Yeah, so she got got angry, which only made us laugh more. Well, of course. Because she's my mother, and my mother looking angry is funny. Especially with that edible underwear. Listen to me. Don't you make me shift in my underwear. Don't you make me. Heathens! I'll be outside if you want me. I'll have a mocha frappuccino. I'm going to need that plastic bag from from the backpack now. (laughs) All right. All right. Hit me. This is from the Selma Times Journal, Selma, Alabama, May 22nd, 1963. Dear Abby, you probably won't believe this is written by a 21-year-old girl, but it is. Oh. I'm dating a man. Let's call him Arthur. But not steady. I date others, too, but he's the only man I know who is in a position to get married. I know he's crazy about me. The problem? Every time he goes to kiss me, he gets a sort of pained expression on his face and his nostrils widen, making him look like a horse. I just break up and go into a laughing fit, which I can't control. Abby, I really care for this man, but am I ruining it for myself? What is the matter with me? Signed, Arthur's Idiot. Oh. Dear Idiot. If you break up... She could have said Arthur. Yeah, right? Nope. Dear, she loved that one. Dear idiot! Dear idiot! If you break up at what should be a tender and sober moment, break up with Arthur. He is definitely not for you. Wow. This is the most definitive... The uh, the most direct. Yeah. Even as you were talking then... I got distracted because the leaves were falling outside. Oh, yeah, that is funny. It is. That's funny. I'm sorry. I was, I was like, yeah, that's oh, really my funny. God, that's a laugh riot. It's so pretty outside. I mean, laughing during sexy, sexy time. Have you done it? Yes. And also, like, when you have to do, like, a, <laughs> when you have to do a screen kiss and you're just like, <gasps> there is a thing that my Jules does because he knows that it makes me laugh and scream and be so uncomfortable all at the same time. But you care to just come over here so I can demonstrate for for Jules? I mean, up for... What's your name again? Phyllis. Nice to meet you, Phil. Phyllis. Uh, Philly. Phil, Phyllis. With an S? Yeah. Is that with a... Okay. Yes. So come, come closer. Yeah, there's a thing that he does that drives me crazy, and I feel like I Wait, need to narrate. should I the room, or do I put some latex on? I think what? you join in is what... I don't Just do say this, yes to it. Like, seriously, I do this to drive her crazy. Okay. So, you know. Is this sexual? 
Of course there's, it is. It's just two parts <laughs> Wait, to he has two fingers there, up there, in the there, air right there's, now. There's, there's two parts to this. I don't want to see where those fingers are going. <laughs> Look, um, just lean really in. <laughs> now, we, we, we probably won't be able to do them both at the same time because she'll laugh and get creeped out with each thing. Nothing is creepier part than one, him coming into my face. Part one is... Oh. <laughs> part one is the come closer to me. Okay. Oh. You know how in the 80s, whenever they had a screen kiss, and the biggest person who did this was Andrew, what's his name? Andrew McCarthy. He was the worst at this. He always involved a hand on somebody's face. Yeah. If I was filming with him, I would slap that stupid hand away. Get your hands off my face. Just kiss me. I agree. So you know what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. Exactly. How do I not know that? Have you ever gone out with or kissed or anybody who did this? Who touched your face? Stop it! He's still trying to do well, it. Well, it's like a parakeet kiss. It's like you're trying to like hold onto a parakeet. <laughs> exactly. It's a perching finger. Yeah. Like let me. I'm gonna direct your chin. They know what to do. Unless you're like uh, in a vegetable state. I don't vegetable <laughs> state. I don't know why. Anyway. Part two. But if you are making out with somebody in a vegetative state. Part two is a good sound for you. Effect. Is it set on a what? Is a, a sound, sound effect. effect. Oh, okay. That when you get very close to the lips. The best way to put it, it's like, it's like saying, um, um. okay, <laughs> this lightly. Is disgusting. Um, watch. You oh, I hate see, this. I know. This is a demonstration. She's, this demonstration. Oh, he's going to get close. <laughs> no, no, you, you did it all wrong. It's this. Oh. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Patty. Patty has guys, never looked so uncomfortable. I, I should leave. Okay. Demonstration time is over. This is inappropriate. All this is to say is if, and I don't think that anybody has ever done that in all sincerity in my life, like grabbed my face, put the finger under the chin, pulled me into them. I would never, I would die a thousand deaths. The relationship is over at that point. Someone must have said, let's like, let's layer this shot. Yeah. Or yeah. Like, I don't know where, where that started, but it happens every now and then in the cinema where people will feel the need to put a hand on somebody's face. If you want to lose that hand, you will put it on my face. I guess it's one thing to like like grab your head and kiss somebody, but to like <whistles> grab them yeah. by the chin as if they're like you're Snow White. And gently lure them into you, your face. That's weird. You're a sociopath. Right. As if like you're you can't like you're like a like a like a puppet of some sort. Like a at a Mardi Gras. Exactly, puppet. exactly. Like having to maneuver. Yeah. Like a Lion King puppet. Right. Yeah. I, I, I would never. I don't care how hot the person is. If you touch my face, it's game over. I, it's just kind of like, why? What's with this? What Marianne are you leading me? I'm why? good. I've got this. Uh, I can no, I, do I this on my own. I have all my muscles. Thank you. <laughs> I, I can't. Unless you are directing me with your indentation. Like, how about a little cat? Like you. <laughs> Grandma, it's me. How good to see you. Let I'm coming in for a kiss. Let me get you from the chin. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you look so pretty. Grandma, yay. Hi. I hate that. There's two spots that you can't touch on me as a person who is Why interested. Why are we going down this road? I'm just because I just want to state this for the record. Okay. You touch my face, you die, and you touch my stomach, game over. Okay. Somebody ever like come into you to like kiss you, and then the first thing they do is sort of like grab you in the ab area, like that. Yeah. You know, almost like you're receiving a football. Yeah. 
or or like you're doing the lift with Jennifer Grey in mm-hmm. Dirty Dancing. Sure, that sure. kind of hand motion in the front. Somebody's done that to you before. I'm sure. Do you slap their hands away? No. I mean, I'm pretty, no, confident. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're confident in that area. Well, I've already sucked in. I already know what's happening. So oh, like okay. You see myself. them coming. Yeah. Brace for impact. That's basically what's happening inside my body. Incoming! Except for that one time when I... Um, uh, uh, it was a late night date. Oh, 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 um, booty and, call. And then this is when I had horrible body dysmorphia and I was probably like 136 pounds. boy. And um, I wasn't, I had just like, I would just run all day. And oh. I would sort of work out, but not really, but I didn't have enough calories for it to do anything. So I was like skinny fat. Oh, nice. And oh, this, I right. see. Yeah. So this one kid, we were having a great, great time. Uh-huh. And then he grabbed me. And then didn't like what he grabbed. <gasps> he said, what's this all about? Are you joking? No. In I mean, the keep, mi- keep I in thought mind. that, oh my God, I thought Jules was shocked. And then I looked and he was yawning. No. You should be appalled. It is. Jules is the one that did that to me. I knew it. And no, then he grabbed was... you under the chin and gently lured you in and went. Oh. And spit in my mouth. Yeah. Yeah. No, so that happened. That was, and which is strange because I don't, uh, it's not like I was, I was just skinny. But I wasn't like ripped. I'm sorry. Game over at that point. What did you do? I was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? You said that? Yeah. And what did he say? And he's like, what? What? He was, <gasps> what a I think he was thing. like a confused, sexually confused man. So it was Jules. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Didn't expect that one. On behalf of my God. That was like the most like, it was like the, I, I could not, I'm like, wow, you have just pierced like the inner layer layer of like your soul yeah like, yeah he your, went it was like a dart yeah a blow dart right to your Why heart don't you go straight to my worst insecurity oh like, my god Ugh. ew that doesn't happen anymore fuck off andrew mccarthy that's horrible yeah. i'm well, sorry what if someone just put like their finger on your belly and then guided their mouth to your belly i we're done it, i would be done i would be <laughs> I would just burst into a million pieces in front of you. I would What's just turn to about? ash. What's, <laughs> What's this? Poke, poke. Can you even imagine? All um, right, I have a final article for you. This one comes from the Times Herald, March 29th, 1973. Laughter important to mental state. Dear Ann Landers, the comment from Dr. Fry, who said laughter is essential to mental health, reminded me that it's time I wrote to Ann Landers to share something in return for the many bonmots I have read in her column. Some years ago, I married the man of my dreams. We met as teachers in Sunday school and dated for two years. Soon after marriage, I discovered he was an incurable skirt chaser and a religious fanatic. Ah! I think the second part is worse than the first. (laughs) I consulted a longtime family physician who suggested that I get legal and psychological help, which I did at once. The therapist asked me to repeat the details of my husband's escapades, which had hurt me deeply. As I recounted incident after incident, he pointed out some rather amusing aspects of my husband's philandering. The ducking around corners and the manner in which I caught him several times had a Max Senate quality, nothing short of hilarious. I suddenly realized that I had been too distraught to see the humor in anything. Finally, the counselor said, look for the funny side. It's there no matter how grim the problem may seem at the moment. No one can survive without a sense of humor. 
When I returned to my physician for a checkup, he announced, I'm not concerned about you anymore. You'll make it now. You can laugh when you talk about the agony of the past. <laughs> this is the measure of good mental health. So please, Enlanders, prescribe laughter for the crushed spirit and the heavy heart. It worked for me, and I'm sure it can work for others. Signed, Smiling Through. Dear Smiling, I have prescribed it, and I shall continue to do so. Humor is a superb leveling agent. It deflates the pompous, disarms the angry, and it can place a dangerously overblown situation into proper perspective. Laughter is the universal language. <laughs> Understood by people everywhere. I love it. I don't understand people that aren't funny. I have a very difficult time. And yet I have met them. I have encountered them. They walk them. among us. Oh, they walk among us. There's no doubt. They're completely humorless. <laughs> and uh, I've, I've been at shows. I've done shows for the humorless. That's not right. Oh, yeah. There was, I did a show at the Friars Club and there was a whole table of people that weren't laughing. And I was like, I'll crack them by the end. And fun fact, I did not. Uh, when I was in college, this is what our our taxpayer dollars went to. I I was in a class where it was like you know movement classes where you're sort of like, all right, we're just gonna turn off the lights and we're all just gonna lay down on our backs and mm-hmm. we're just gonna relax and let's just start a gentle laugh. Let's all just start gently laughing until everybody in the room will just start laughing. And so they like forced you to laugh. Yes. In the thought that like. There's that collective consciousness thing that happens where eventually like your fake laugh turns into a real laugh and right. oh my God, I feel something all of a sudden and that never happened for me. Oh, that would it's happen for me. a fake laugh. Really? It you think? A, well, that, and it's a collective like, okay, now you're laughing and you crescendo all together and then you end. Now, if I were to do that class, I'd be like, I'm just imitating Jordan Roth right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, Which, if you don't follow Jordan on Instagram, boy, oh boy. I don't understand what I'm watching, but I'm mesmerized because he's just laughing at nothing. Yes, it's amazing. Laughing. I'm like, how do I, like, how do I get in on this? What drugs can I take? I don't, like, I was out and I was watching this Billie Eilish video and I'm like, this is not mesmerizing. This is not even that great, but someone's doing it. Yeah. Why? What am I doing? Why am I sitting here? It's like art house stuff. Right. I'm like, I could do that. I could laugh and just why take don't myself to it. And then it's it. always funny because people are like, well, you're you're complaining about it, but you're not doing anything. And so tell me something I don't I know about probably. myself. I am not gonna fix myself now. I'm too far it's gone. Too late. Oh. Are you ready? Yes. Are you ready to laugh? Yes. yes. Like I you, think so. do you like to laugh? It's you like to time laugh like for Instagram mail. Instagram mail. We're talking about laughing when their ass is bleeding. It was also that he said her butt was bleeding, which made it a little. Oh, please, don't you dare put carbs in my coffin when my time comes. I mean, a, I'm gonna be, you know, cremated. So I don't know, whatever you're going to want to burn, like tax papers, anything anybody wants to burn, I want it to be like a big pyre. So it's not like, you know how like in Game of Thrones when they would just burn people on a big funeral pyre and then, oh, there's the body and whatnot. I say, 
bring anything you want burned. Oh, it's like a tire fire. All shred event. Exactly. Bring Bring your shreddables to my cremation. Receipts, yes. Tax forms, absolutely. Burn whatever you don't want red, like old journals. Yeah. Yeah, just throw oh, it on I don't my have pile. Any of those. All right. We have one Instagram mail question this week. You can email us, deapodofficial at gmail.com, or slide into our DMs at deapodofficial. Ask us a question and we shall answer it on the air. Patty, tell the good people what this week's question is. Well, I fiddle with my bra. <laughs> yes, I will. <laughs> Dear Pod, with the holidays coming up, I'm starting to get anxious. Every time I see my uncle, he starts to try to debate politics with me. We clearly have two different perspectives. I've told him in the past I don't want to get into it with him because I'm clearly never going to change his mind and he won't change mine. So, it will only result in angry debate that ends in a stalemate, but he won't let it go. He's like a dog with a bone. Any advice on how to avoid this or how to get get him off the topic altogether? I don't want to spend my holidays, holidays fighting over abortion rights and immigration laws. Sign me, tired before it's begun. Truth. Truth, Ruth. Truth, Ruth. Truth, Chris. Truth, Ruth, Chris. <laughs> Dear Tired, as soon as your loud-ass uncle starts in with the old, how's your president routine, all the <sighs> while choking back another pig in the blanket, ask him how much his mistress's abortion costs and if Aunt Alice actually knows about it. <gasps> when he's done giving himself the Heimlich, I'm sure he will have something more to say. So make sure you've got something else in your arsenal. When immigrants come up, and it's safe to say that that comes up after the whole Your President Act, and how unsafe America is because of, you know, the border. Remind him that that all terrorists in the United States are actually white male Americans who could have easily been handled at conception with what? Say it with me. An abortion. abortion. But white men decided against it and are now crying fake tears because of it. And when he goes after the gays, both, not like anything's wrong with that. <laughs> Make sure you remind him that the more vicious the debater, the more closeted the man. Such has been proven with most candidates, so hell-bent on being anti-gay all the while while keeping all the rent boys in jockstraps and cock rings during the National Republican National Convention. Truth. And just before he's about to adjust his fat ass in your dad's recliner, also remind him that if that, if that opportunist rapist murderer with a scorching case of herpes, Christopher Columbus, would have respected the kind native Indians of this country, we wouldn't have to have such a messed up conversation and ruin our Thanksgiving. Funny to think that with all this new age zillion dollar health spa clinic treatment centers and getting back to nature and peace business would be all for naught had the country had just been left to its rightful owners who knew what the hell they were talking about. Mm. Sad to see their likenesses thrown all over Ralph Lauren blankets, sweaters, and throws, thinking that somehow that will make it all better. You talk about this a lot with Ralph Lauren. Now, I know you worked there. So what is he, way into Navajo or something? Oh, yeah. It's like when you, when sometimes you go to work and you're like, an action. It's like Westworld. <laughs> like these girls what? who come out, I'm like, where, what, what, where are you coming from? Like you almost expect like... People to walk out of Ralph Lauren through like those Western doors. Yeah. And, like, yeah. Saloon doors. Right. Yeah. Saloon doors. Yeah. Yeah. Because some of these girls are walking around. I'm like, where? How many ponchos do you own? Seriously. Where the fuck are you going? And you had said once upon a time, if I look up and there's a teepee around your desk. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Was wh- that his style or something? What is it? So Ralph has like several styles. There's the very sleek like tailored Ralph. Well, Lauren. that's what I think it is. I, I right. feel like khakis and navy blue, yes, you know, yes, yes. sweaters. And that's one of his houses. And then he's got his <sighs> ranch. So oh. that's when the ranch hand shit comes in. Okay. With like, you know. Turquoise. 
yes, there's the whole turquoise, the boots, the long skirts, the uh-huh. the denim tops, and the Navajo blankets, the the ponchos, and there's nothing there's nothing like more upsetting than to see someone at their desk trying to write and do work with a poncho. <laughs> They're like a 10 like, gallon hat. Like, everything is like being knocked over all the fucking desk. The poncho. <laughs> you know, it's like, like a poncho a- doesn't really have sleeves. It's just like you're wearing a blanket. And if, yeah. you, God forbid, you have like a coffee with no lid on it, it's just going to ruin the whole fucking thing. Could there be a less functional item of clothing than a poncho? Why have I never? Yeah. But it's like I Is would she... walk during the- God damn it. Becky knocked over all the donuts that were sitting on this desk. I mean, there's like double RL, which is a, like kind of a version of, you know, Westworld. And, you know, these guys would come to work. I'm like, where the fuck are you going? <laughs> You know, where are you going after this? Right, they're like you're, you're wearing vintage head to toe denim, as if they they're working on a railroad. Yeah, why are you dirty? You're, you're like dusty. Right, I'm like, did you just build the subway? Like, did you you're just like drill orange. it with all of your friends? Yeah. <laughs> and then you'll have the the, the super tailored Ralph Lauren person. Yeah. And there's like all these versions, and when you see them all come together, it's like you're in Epcot, like because like yeah, every, you're like, at the World it's Showcase. A small world. You're, yeah. Right. <laughs> And you're like, this is like, I'm the world traveler. I'm like, why? There's so much accoutrement with these people. It's Ralph Lauren after all. I just found it fascinating. Wow. Meanwhile, I'm just wearing Gap to work. And you know that you got shade for that behind the doors. Oh, behind the doors to my face. When they did it to my face, when I was like coming out of uh, uh, my shoulder surgery and I really could not wear anything. A poncho is perfect right. for that. But I was wearing Club Monaco, which was purchased by Ralph Lauren. And someone was making fun of me. I'm like, this is actually part of our company? Sorry. <laughs> so do your homework. And, like, and then he didn't like my shoes. And my shoes were like a little like dirty or whatever. <gasps> mean, cut to across the street at the men's store. These guys are walking around. They're, they're basically like they sell shoes with like, how, like horse manure on them. You know, like authentic. Everything's yeah. like, we need to rough it up being all crunchy. And you're like, you... This Ralph put this dirt here. Right, for a reason. Yes. Yeah. You actually, when you walk we into the floor. offices, they have a dirt floor. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> what is that manure? Actually, yes. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. We had it shipped in from Santa yeah, Fe. It's actually his manure. You should be lucky to be wearing it and what cry did, when he comes in. What did Anne have to say? Anne has to say this Dear Tired, this is the problem with the new tweeter era. The world is like the bathroom at Chipotle that's a little too close to the dining area. You have to hear every asshole. For the life of me, I will never understand why people debate politics at family functions. It's enough just trying to digest my mother's squash, let alone her borderline racist thoughts on immigration. But now it seems like everyone is gearing up for the holidays like they're going into combat, arming themselves with guns, booze, and a quickly scanned article about Hillary Clinton's sex dungeon ripped off a third-party fake news website. Ugh, I should change my passwords before I give my aunt my laptop again. It sounds to me like you've already tried to take the high road with your uncle and he keeps wanting to drag you down into the tunnel. So I recommend the Fitzgerald approach, a highly controversial but rather effective psychological method of knocking people off center and getting off topic. It's simple, really. The next time your uncle starts in with, you know, I think Kanye West had the right idea, interrupt him with, you know, the thing about Mexicans is, I think abortion is
Pretty soon he'll realize he cannot get a word in edgewise. And who doesn't love music with dinner? I'm sure the family would rather listen to your uncle's thoughts about who's zooming who. Is it passive aggressive? Sure. Is it childish? Absolutely. Does it work? Every time. So start warming up your vocal cords. We have a long season ahead. Good luck, you scatting son of a bitch, and happy and. I totally thought you were going with a John Fitzgerald. I don't <laughs> Very know different Fitzgerald. So that's where I was. That's oh, where my the head L was going. variety. Right. Yes, you want to take a scat approach, which is every time somebody's about to say something inappropriate, you just jump in with all the vowels and the B's and the P's that you got in but your. You're, like, name another like election cycle where people were behaving like this. There isn't one because you right voted now, for Taft. Right. Like, yeah. There. I was reading an article before I came here. Talking about how um, like violent politics are now getting, yes, with the Proud Boys and all that stuff, and it's like never, like it is now ramping up to like this really like bizarre level. Oh like, you, yeah, you never, like you know, why you, should every two years we can anticipate that there will be like the trials of Nuremberg? It's going to be like battles in the streets every right. two years. We just accept this, and that's what I said about you know. When when Ariel, my friend Ariel, had the beer can thrown at her because the lady was like, "Get out of her button," and it was it suddenly became about politics. Right. Her jokes about IUDs, it became about that. That I was just like, think back. Could you imagine if somebody was like, "You voted for George Washington," and then threw their can of mead at you? Yeah, this isn't like not everyone in this country is smart. Not I'm not even smart at all. But that's all like things. Twitter. Not everybody needs to be heard. And now that Elon Musk owns it, it's it's like talk about Westworld. This is the Wild West now. Now I'm not a big Twitter person, not big in the Twitterverse. I don't own a Twitter, but I do notice the difference since he took over. That you get on and be like, oh wow, five pedophiles are commenting today. Yeah. It's like all, it's the scene in Ghostbusters where they let all the ghosts yeah. out to run rampant on the streets. Yes, it's wonderful. It's lovely. Did you ever know that? And I was like. Because they were talking about, I mean, he's the most rich, he's the richest person in the world. In the world, mm-hmm. Elon Musk. He looks like a thumb. Mm-hmm. Weird looking guy. Doesn't have to spend a lick on his face because, you know, he's got, he just bought a place for $44 billion. But his father owned an emerald mine. So he, I was like, that is the most Middle Earth thing I have ever, an emerald mine? So what does your dad do? He's a milkman. What does your dad do? He's a fireman. What does your dad do? He owns an emerald mine. He mines emeralds. Everyone would have gotten up from the lunch table. <laughs> I would take my Elio's pizza and sit far, far away. Did you talk to Elon? He said his father owns an emerald mine. <laughs> so stupid. Who, what, was, do these things still exist? I, I was like, that feels so... Game of Thronesy. It feels like oh, I don't an emerald know. mine. Yes. Would you like the my, specialty? My dad found diamonds in our backyard. My, That's what he does. My dad works at Raytheon. What's that? <laughs> oh, it's like the IBM type thing. Oh. I don't know. It's it's something to do with computers, and don't it's none of my obscure. business. Don't be too obscure. I don't know what it I'm is. I'm so sorry. Oh, this some this drink looks with dirt pretty. on top. All right. You know what? It's time for kids. At it's, long last, it's time. 
for <laughs> a specialty cocktail, specialty drink. We're talking about people and talking about politics. I'm very excited for this because it's multicolored. Everybody hold on to your panties and then give them to Carl in a paper bag for him to Please do. All right, this week's specialty cocktail is the Lost Loft. The spotlight is on, the comics have left the building, and James Jules Ferris is saying goodnight to the customers, leaving the Mahaha Comedy Club. For this, you will need three quarters of an ounce of Cointreau, one and a half ounce blended scotch, three quarters of an ounce fresh lemon juice, three coins of muddled ginger. That's my drag name. And half an ounce of honey syrup. This is what you're going to want to do with all these bits and pieces. Add all ingredients into an ice-filled cocktail shaker. Shake and pour into an ice-filled rocks glass. Float green smoke, which is a quarter-ounce peated scotch with green food coloring. Oh, Lord, a top cocktail by pouring slowly over the back of a bar spoon. It's very complicated. You know, he's getting very... You know, daring because he's watching Drink Masters on, uh, on Netflix. Master. Here are his tasting notes. Believe it or not, this drink is inspired by the 2019 film Joker. Oh. Oh. The green hue of this drink is there to remind you that we are in Gotham City or Hell's Kitchen or the Bowery or Midtown or the Meatpacking District or pretty much anywhere in the city that has a green fog hanging over it. Do you know who gets the lost laugh with this week's specialty cocktail offering? None other than your favorite podcast producer, James Jules Ferris, because he gets to watch Aaron taste a drink that has peated scotch as one of its ingredients. I hate this. It's like her kryptonite. Just one sip of this drink will cause her to make faces and contort her body as if she's having a mini fit. And that will make her husband laugh. Ah, marriage. Indeed. I hate peated scotch because it tastes like Band-Aids. That being said... Cheers to you. Happy Band-Aids, everybody. Band-Aids up. Ah! It hasn't even gotten close to my face. It's green and yellow. It does smell like Band-Aids. I told you. I. Do you know how many people don't know that Band-Aids were sold in a tin can? It still bothers (gasps) me. Really? Oh, I like the tin can. (laughs) It's just stupid bitch. (laughs) Stupid bitch. Sip. Okay, explain this. I can't get past the smell of the scotch, the Band-Aid-y smell, and then all of a sudden- Cigarettes. Yes. This tastes Candy like cigarettes. cigarettes. This tastes like cigarettes. This, it's like tobacco and lemon. This is like when you clean out an ashtray and then it gets in your nose. That's what that tastes oh, like. Oh, totally. It goes right up. Uh-oh. I taste lemon after. Take a bigger sip so you get- I can't get- down. Why are you forcing this down my face? Don't grab my face with one finger. Grab my- Um. Oh. Oh, well, the tough. cigarettes went away. Okay, so that's a because th- you took a bigger chug, right? Yeah, you have to get past the scotch. This is like an you know this is like an aban- like an abandoned school smell. Oh, if it were a taste, that's what it'd be like. Yes, yes. If anybody's ever gone, or up. it's the elementary school where I vote, same diff. Right. It's I can't. I hate scotch so much. I can't get past the band-aids. I can't get... See, now you will never not think band-aids. Because uh, there's sp- clearly a band-aid in the drink. Yeah. It's a scabby band-aid drink. 
Everybody enjoy your scabby band-aid drink. Mm. That is disgusting. Nope. I can't. And now it haunts me. Now I feel like it's in my nose. Mm-hmm. The smell is in my nose. It went up up the back of my mouth and into my nose, and it's camping out in there like the Mucinex character. Yeah. I can't not smell it. And the more I move my mouth, which is happening a lot right now, the more I taste it. Did I ever tell you that one time someone explained what there was a creepy guy on Fire on Fire Island that was only like, one? Yeah. The one who was like asking guys to like, just come on over, I'll give you like two thousand dollars <gasps> and we don't have to talk about it, blah blah. And it, he would he was messaging several of my friends. Oh jeez. And I'm like, who is this guy? And one person people are like, Oh, he's disgusting, he's this, and then one quietly said, He's basically the equivalent of that Mucinex guy. <laughs> I'm like, what Mucinex guy? I'm like, wait, are you talking about the actual slum, slum glob with a hat and a briefcase? It's like, yeah. I'm like, that is awful. That's amazing. That is. If if someone ever just say, you know who you remind me of? Who? Thinking it's going to be like, I don't know. George, George Clooney. Clooney. Right. <laughs> it's like... The you know Mucinex guy, of? Slimer from <laughs> right. Ghostbusters. The Mucinex guy. I don't remember that. You know he's green. He's blob. He lives in someone's throat. He's like, disgusting. Oh, you mean someone's snot? Yeah, in human form. That and I'm yet, gonna... it's such a vivid image. I can yeah. see what this guy looks like. It's like Ralph Cramden as human snot. Yeah, you look like Pizza the Hut. Right. With yeah. a hat. rough that is rough trade especially if you're on fire island this is why he's paying so much i'm just gonna slowly walk into a speeding boat into the pier and yes and my parents will watch you coming into the pier that is if you're gonna pay me three grand you gotta also throw in the bag that i need to put over my head yeah and this is happening oh geez and i bet you he's a gajillionaire right i don't know does his dad own an emerald well i was the only i was one of the few people that he didn't i was like what I, I, Can you, you imagine if he looked at your picture and he's like, Forget swipe it. left. Yeah. And I'm like, what? But like literally nearly everybody that I had lived with. Got hit up. Yeah. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh, God. I could have. Did you already fire. hook up with him? Yeah, I probably did. I probably did. I'm like, where were you? Well, I woke up and my ass was bleeding. <laughs> This episode of Deer Pod is mixed and edited by Jim Ferris and is a property of Pineapple Ranch Productions.